Hi, everybody. My name is Dave, and this is my brother, Andrew. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the inaugural episode of the Disciple Types podcast, which is a podcast dedicated to exploring the different personality types of Jesus' 12 disciples and the way they relate to each of our lives today. So this isn't just a podcast about the disciples. It's a podcast about each one of us. We hope that while you listen to this podcast that you learn about yourself, but maybe even more importantly, you will learn about the people in your life, the people that you love, and the people that you find it hard to love. In future episodes, we'll be devoting our time to individual disciples and going in-depth into their personality. But for this episode, we wanted to introduce ourselves and tell you a little bit about our mission here at Disciple Types. Andrew has a background in industrial organizational psychology, which is the application of psychology to businesses and organizations, and that has informed his work on Disciple Types. Andrew, how did you go from learning about businesses and organizations to this? What sparked your interest in the personalities of the disciples? About 10 years ago, when I was in grad school studying uh, clinical psychology, I had an internship with a company that did personality assessments and team building exercises with missionary teams in the field. And the reason they felt that was important was because when people, uh, missionaries are in the field, Their entire lives, their personal lives, and their professional lives are with all the same people. Mm. So they found that there was a lot of uh, personality conflicts and challenges to be overcome for those missionary teams. Uh, And that's why it was important to really understand each other's personalities. Mm -hmm. And so it was a really great company, had a great time, learned so much there. And one of the things that they used was called the Myers-Briggs Type Indicator, Mm -hmm. which is a personality typology uh, that some of our listeners may be familiar with. Mm -hmm. It goes by, by the MBTI for short. And as a brief overview of what that is, there's 16 different personality types. You get a four-letter code that explains different parts of your personality. And from that, you can learn about yourself, your strengths, your weaknesses. Uh, Also, learn about other people and how you're likely to interact with them and places where you might have conflict with them or where your personality really gels with them so that uh, you work really well together. So I really love that theory. I love Myers-Briggs. And I I wanted to learn more about uh, missionary teams specifically. And so to do that, I took a look back at the original missionary team, which was Jesus's 12 disciples. Hmm. Um, and to do that, I mean, it's a kind of uh, how do we really know what they were like, right? So I, I went to the source. I went to the Gospels and uh, a lot of the epistles, which were written by many of them were written by disciples to learn about what they did, what they said, how they interacted with each other, and then also uh, when they were writers of epistles, what was their writing style, and what kinds of topics did they focus on, how did they use language to express themselves. All these things give us clues into what someone's personality is. So when you were doing your research and trying to find out the different personality types of these disciples, did you find that they synced with the Myers-Briggs type categories? That's a good question. Actually, one of the main things that I was trying to figure out by doing that research, uh, and and what I kind of thought I would find is that the personalities of the disciples would be very similar, that there would be certain personality traits that naturally made someone more likely to be a follower of Jesus or for Jesus to call you to be one of his disciples. But I was pleasantly surprised to find that there was actually a lot of diversity amongst the disciples. And I should mention that uh, there are 12 disciples uh, listed in the Gospels, but there were only eight of them that I found enough material to really say anything conclusive about their personality, which leaves four, uh, which we can talk about in another podcast, that we really can only know a little bit about their personality. But for the other eight, there was uh, some of them was a lot of information. Some of them was just enough information to really, to really draw some conclusions. Uh, and those eight were uh, Andrew, 
James the Just, John, Matthew, Nathaniel, Peter, Philip, and Thomas. And each of those disciples had very distinct personalities. Uh, they had certain things in common with each other and certain things that were different that set them apart. But they were very distinct. Mm. Um, and to your question, they did match up very well with Myers-Briggs. Uh, now, if anyone knows about Myers-Briggs, there's actually 16 types and they focus on introversion and extroversion, which we can also talk about in another podcast. Mm -hmm. uh, interesting topic. Um, but if we ignore introversion and extroversion, that actually brings us down to eight types. Mm. And so that's what so I matches. Would, exactly. Exactly. So there was eight, eight disciples in the Gospels where there was enough information to say this is a disciple type. Hmm. And there are eight Myers-Briggs types if you ignore the introversion and extroversion. Uh, which can impact how you uh, interact uh, socially, but maybe doesn't say as much about what's going on inside your head or your heart. Mm -hmm. And so I, that was my focus, and um, I, I was, you know, really pleasantly surprised that I you know, we could say that all different types of personalities can be close core followers of Jesus. Mm -hmm. It's not that there's certain personality types, because I felt this way personally in my own life. You know, as my personality. Uh, you know, not destined to really be a core follower of Jesus, where I'm called to do something, you know, truly great in his name. Um, it, it, but what I found was that everybody has something vital to contribute to that core ministry mm -hmm. of discipleship. Um, that's something I found very inspiring and, and helpful to me. Um, so after you did all this research and made this discovery that there's essentially eight different disciple types— what do you do with that information? Uh, that's that question, isn't it? Um, <laughs> uh, I didn't really do anything with it for about four years. Mm. I just kind of thought about it and molded over, prayed about it. Um, and ultimately, you know, this is after my son was my, my son was born. I was home with him taking some time off of my consulting business. And uh, I had some time and I found this neat software on online that allows you to make one of those personality quizzes mm -hmm. you know like which disney princess uh, <laughs> are you destined to marry jasmine or, oh yeah yeah of course jasmine um but i took it really seriously so there's this software on there that you know you can do any ridiculous kind of thing like which pizza topping are you but i used that software to do something that i thought it was actually legitimate and serious mm -hmm. um and so i took um inspiration a little bit from Myers-Briggs, some of the questions that are asked on there, but made it my own. And it's just a, you know, a, a simple short quiz. And based on the responses, you know, you choose between two options for each question. Based on your responses, you're matched up with a certain personality mm. type, uh, disciple type. Right. And after that, I wrote a little blurb about, you know, w each disciple, what their personality is all, all about. Um, and I posted that online. I thought it was pretty cool. And I posted on Facebook, and uh, after about a week, a grand total of one person had <laughs> taken had taken the quiz, and that person was our mother. Uh. Uh, so, <laughs> so I mean, she's she's always been very supportive. So that, I appreciated that. Um, but I figured, you know, uh, no one was really interested as mm -hmm. as much as I was in this topic. Uh, so I, you know, just kind of let it go. Uh, then a year later. For some reason, I logged in to that account that, that has the quiz on it, and I was shocked because the number of people who had taken the quiz online 
was over one and a half million people. Oh my! And I just didn't even know what to make of that. One and a half like, million is huge. It's 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 yeah. It's hard to to think about how how that how that happened. So I was like, okay, is this some sort of fluke? Is this a mistake in the numbers? Am I reading it wrong? Um, and so I started to Google it and try to find out, you know, who's taking this, where, where are they even finding it? And I found a few places. Uh, there was a website called churchleaders.com that had it posted. There was, um, you know, theblaze.com had posted it and like, you know, a few thousand people had seen it there. <laughs> um, and I think the big one was there was a, there's a syndicated uh, Christian radio talk show, um, that had mentioned it and actually had a whole segment devoted to taking this quiz so (laughs) they and their co-host took this quiz online and one of the co-hosts had seen it on facebook um she thought it was pretty interesting so they all took it and they talked about it and then they posted a link to it on their website and so i think that that is a major way that people found it but but a million and a half people i mean that's a huge audience so i i realized that i needed to take this pretty seriously and i did from the start but it it gave me a sense of responsibility that sure um that people were taking this and you know you know learning something about the disciples and and i want to be reverent to the disciples and learning about stuff about themselves and presumably taking it more seriously i mean obviously than which disney princess you are or which peach a topping i mean those are very heady uh, concepts and they are important they're important but but (laughs) we don't discount them (laughs) right but they uh be, people were making comments about how they uh, uh, took it with their family and their teenage right. kids yeah. of all people that, who were interested in it, and they were they had a great family night. And people were saying this really express you know expresses their personality, and they're praising God over it. And people were saying that they started to you know introduce it into their um, into their Bible studies. Mm. So I realized that I needed to, to really flesh this idea out, and um, so from that, I started, you know, doing some writing on my own as maybe, you know, the beginnings of a book and really thinking about really diving in and articulating what I had learned from the Gospels um, and, and trying to figure out how this all makes sense. And and does the Myers-Briggs really express something uh, that God is trying to use? Mm. Uh, because, I, frankly, to me, it's a miracle that a million and a half people took it. Yeah, I, I, I don't <laughs> I posted it online and it just went, you know, all these people had seen it. I don't attribute that to myself or my skill in writing or anything mm-hmm. like that. Um, I think God wanted people to, to take it and, and to get something from this. And so that's really that's when I saw that that was the beginning of saying, OK, the disciple types is, is something that needs to be out there. Yeah. The people need to, to, to talk about. Yeah. So as I'm listening to you talk, I'm thinking anybody who's ever been a part of a church has probably experienced personality conflicts with people. It's hard to work together. Teamwork is hard. Relationships are hard. What can disciple types do to make things better? You're right. Relationships are are really hard, especially in the church. I mean, there's so much division, and there there always has been division in the church Mm. because it's such an important uh, part of our lives, um, and we have very deeply held feelings and beliefs uh, about something so personal. Um, And so, of course, there's going to be division uh, when there's uh, differences of viewpoints about such important topics. Um, And so I think the important thing to remember is that those divisions, those differences in personality were present amongst the original disciples. From the very beginning, 
they had conflict. Um, they had different ways of seeing things. And we can, we can see that, especially in the Gospel of John, some, some different uh, interplay of, of conversations and people not quite uh, seeing eye to eye on things um, and learning from each other and learning from Jesus. And I think that's it's something so vital then and, and throughout the history of the church and extremely vital now mm-hmm. for us to try to understand each other. So, I mean, you know, think of things that might seem a bit a bit silly to, to, to argue over about at church, whether maybe there should be guitars at church or right. there should be drums. Right. And what, and, you know, some people think that's a silly argument, but for other people it's really important. Yeah. And, and what goes into the viewpoints of people who are saying, no, I, 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 I need it to be traditional. I, yeah. I, I need it to be... Uh, part of the past, part of the tradition of the church, and I can't. I, I don't. I don't want these this loud music here. Right. And other people will say, "Well, that's completely ridiculous. You're stuck in the past." And and the reality is, and, and Paul says this says this multiple times in his writings that we're all one body with different parts. And how can we be one body, one church, when we have these different personalities going mm-hmm. on? And I think that's really where disciple types can be of benefit to the modern-day church, where we can say it, it, almost a new, a new way of talking about our personalities and our differences. It doesn't say, oh, well, they're, tr- they're the traditionalists, or they're the evangelicals, or they're the progressives, or any of the other denominations categories. Or, or, or categories right. that people you know, can be put in and say, forget about the labels, uh, you know, uh, those kinds of labels. Right. What, what is at the, at the core? What is at our heart? What, why do people have these differences of viewpoints? And really, you don't have to always agree with them, but try to understand where they're coming from. Mm. And that's something that I feel uh, the disciple types can be a really powerful tool for that and give us a new way of talking about each other and ourselves, a new language to say, well, you know what? And I'll speak for myself. I'm, I'm a Philip. Mm. Uh, Philip the philosopher, as we say, and hmm. so, and maybe you can already tell from this podcast. Don't, you don't say. Yeah, seriously, I think some people would say I think way too deeply about things, but for me, it's just right just to say, you know, I, I need to look in depth into to whatever we're talking about. I'm gonna be a skeptic, right? And 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 I used to almost feel a bit of shame about that. Well, uh, there are the there are the other other personality types would definitely see that as as a lack of faith skepticism is a lack of faith but absolutely you see it differently uh yes and i have to see it differently and that's something that i struggled with what was is my skeptic skepticism a part of me that god made me that way or is it something it's a burden i'm supposed to overcome and i through study and through life experience i've come to believe very strongly that skepticism is not the same as cynicism. Mm. I'm not just trying to, you know, disprove things for the. I, I have done that in my past, but I don't just try to disprove things um, just because I want to be doubtful. Right. But uh, my personality, I'm, I'm, I tend to be skeptical. I try to really understand things uh, at their core. Yeah. Um, and so, I, so I don't call him Philip the skeptic. Right. I call him Philip the philosopher. Right. Because it's a positive spin on basically saying, can we understand? the big mysteries in life. And, you know, Philip is probably a disciple. Our listeners are saying, I don't remember him doing anything. Right, I don't right. remember anything about that. But there are uh, quite a few places, especially in John, uh, where Philip is mentioned. Um, and so I've taken a lot of uh, inspiration and, and hope 
from Philip's example. It's not that he is always right. Actually, he's making mistakes left and right, actually. Um, <laughs> but Jesus' responses to him and his grace to him in those moments have been really informative for me, and, and not just informative, but formative, forming who I am and who I'm becoming. So personally, that's how Disciple Types has impacted me. Uh, in, in, in addition to that, it helps me understand other people other Christians who are part of the same body that I'm a part of. I, I can't just, you know, cut myself off, cut off right. a hand and say, well, I'm I'm separate. I have to reconcile who I am with other personalities that right. are in the church. And so there's there's other people. There's Andrew the Ambassador, there's James the Justice, there's there's John the Dreamer. You're you're a John. John the Dreamer. Yep. Uh, Matthew the manager, Nathaniel the neighbor, Peter the presenter. And Thomas the Trailblazer. All of these are vital roles that that have a space in the church. And some of them, oftentimes, I think, like like me, uh, feel like they maybe aren't uh, part of the core group of the church. Maybe they feel like they're on the periphery. Mm-hmm. And I want to uh, give those people a space where they say, "This this is my place. I right. am part of the body. Right. I am part of of the church, and that's valid. And and Jesus called someone like me." And someone like me can be a core follower of Jesus. That's what I hope um, that people can gain from you know the website, from taking the quiz, from listening to this podcast and all the future episodes that we, that we put out there to do some real deep dives into uh, the different personalities. Yeah, looking forward to it. I think I, I, what I like the most about this is as opposed to, say, the Myers-Briggs, which I also like, this is taken right from the Bible. So... It's a completely appropriate uh, set of descriptors for people of the church. That's right. And that's, uh, yeah, thank you for bringing that up because uh, Myers-Briggs, as much as I love it, uh, its its intellectual foundations are a little shaky from a Christian perspective. And even though I think it can give a lot of insight, and if there's listeners who love Myers-Briggs, you know, keep loving it. Um, But if you really dig deeply into it, as Philip the philosopher tends to do— I, you know, it started by, it, it's originally based on a theory by Carl Jung, who was a Swiss psychologist, psychiatrist, actually, mm-hmm. uh, from the early 1900s. Uh, he was very close with Sigmund Freud. So they have a lot of, a lot of theories that I feel like when you look at it really deeply, they don't hold up from a Christian uh, theological perspective or could be uh, a little bit misleading uh, from a Christian perspective. Um, and we can in another packs yeah. podcast we could talk about that in more in depth. But but my goal here really is to give us a new way of taking the wisdom that other psychologists and other traditions have have found about personality and putting it really in in the Christian context to say, you know, this we are made in the image of God. Our personalities are made in the image of God. Mm. We are reflections of God's own personality. Uh, but we're not the perfect reflections. We're, right. we're pieces of that reflection. And because of our fallen nature, that reflection is, is like a shattered mirror. And we have uh, different—the uh, mirror is, is a bit warped. Mm-hmm. And so uh, our personalities are the image of God, but not the exact representation. Right. Only Christ was the exact representation. Um, and so, again, that brings us right back to the Gospels. What can we learn about Christ? And then, again, asking ourselves— how we know what we know about Christ. Mm-hmm. And, and one of the main ways that we know that is through the Gospels. Mm-hmm. And the Gospels, in turn, were written 
by these guys, by these disciples. Right. Many of them were. And they, they were informed by what they saw and their different perspectives. So all the disciples were there for, for certain crucial moments. So in a way, each one of us was there. Each one of our, uh, of of our, our personality types. types right. Yes, was there. Represented, and, I mean. Yeah, exactly, represented. And seen through their eyes. And just like today, we can see the same event and have totally different viewpoint on mm-hmm. it and say, what? I, I, how did you see that mm-hmm. that way? Mm-hmm. Or how did you read that scripture and interpret it that way? You're wrong. That makes no sense. It's clearly this. <laughs> right. And instead of, instead of jumping to that conclusion, we can say, okay, this is a perspective. And all of our perspectives together are the truth. Hmm. I think that's a great place for us to end this inaugural podcast of Disciple Types. I think so. If anybody is interested in finding out more about the Myers-Briggs personality test, you can check it out in our show notes. And if you would like to take the quiz, you can find it. Where Where can they find the quiz? The Disciple Types quiz, uh, that'll be on the homepage of the Disciple Types uh, website, which is probably where you're seeing this podcast. If not, we'll send a link to it. Um, and yeah, please do take that if you haven't taken it, or if you've already taken it, you can do a refresher. Um, and then there's links there to learn more about your disciple, uh, which disciple you are, and uh, also links to future episodes of this podcast. So we hope you'll subscribe and join us again when we're back with a deep dive into one of the disciples. Thank you very much. 